special strength fitness podcast where we break down the psychology, fitness, and nutrition strategies you need to know to successfully transform your life. In today's episode, we're talking with our special guest, James Bacon. He is the founder of Just Dads Fitness, and he works with business leaders and dads to help them reclaim their health and fitness. And James is a strength and conditioning coach and a human movement specialist out of UK. And I'm very excited to talk to him about health and fitness, specifically when it comes to dads and, and men in general, but dads in particular. You know, what can we do to help dads reclaim their life, do better with their health and fitness, and live the life that they want? Welcome to the show, James. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure to come on board, Imitaz. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure, sir. So uh, just full disclosure, I actually was a guest on James's podcast uh, a few weeks ago. So that was a great topic uh, and discussion we had there. And I was very excited to have him over because, James, you've worked with several people, you know, hundreds of people, who, men in particular, who've needed your help, who've needed the kind of services you offer, correct? Correct. Yeah. I've been in the industry for a long time. So yeah, it's uh, been quite a roller coaster. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about how long you've been in the industry. What kind of led you to become a coach? Yeah, so I've been in the industry coming up on 13 years now. Uh, I think up until the age of 19, I was I was obese, I was overweight, uh, I was walking around around about 19 stone. Uh, I don't know all that is in pounds, because that's what you guys use. Um, 44 inch waist, energyless, in a lot of pain, uh, just getting through day to day. I don't know how. And then I. Started, I joined a gym uh, through a friend. He recommended I go. I didn't really know what a gym was at the time. Uh, I'd gone through my whole life just ignorant to exercise and good nutrition. Um, so, yeah, I joined a gym, spent a couple of years just working on myself, dropped about eight stone in two years. Uh, and then I thought to myself, I quite enjoy this. And I decided to do my qualifications as a personal trainer. Uh, I did that around my day job at the time, uh, passed that, went to work in some gyms for a couple, couple of years, uh, and then I started my own business um, a couple of years later, uh, did strength and conditioning, uh, and now moving on to human movement science as well, so it's, it's been quite a, a long career so far. So did you say you, you lost eight stone? Yeah. That, yeah, that's about 112 pounds for my North American audience there. That's quite a bit of weight. How did you manage to do that? It was just the two years at the gym. I, I think I trained every day for two years, just going in and doing half an hour, an hour exercise. Started to learn about nutrition, uh, all the good foods that you could eat and protein, all, all the macronutrients. Uh, and it did, because I, I think because I was young as well, it was a lot easier to lose eight stone back then than it probably would be now getting older. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, how how old were you when you went through that process of transformation? Started at the gym about nineteen, um, so by by about twenty one, I was sort of happy with where I was. I didn't really know a lot still, but uh, I thought just that consistency and uh, determination over two years just just got me through it. Awesome. And then how's life changed for you now? Your dad and what's going on with your life now compared to nineteen? Oh, it's come a long way. So I've got two children now. Uh, I've got my daughter, Miley, she's seven, uh, and I've got my little boy, William, so he's four. So complete life change. Yeah, it, it, as you know, being a dad, everything just sort of hits you in the face all of a sudden, and, and your old your old routine's gone out the window. But yeah, it, it's manageable. Uh, so I was reminiscing about this just the other day that, you know, when I was 19, uh, you know, that was a lifetime ago, 
God, things were so different. Your body adapted so differently. You know, it just it was so much quicker on the uptake. So I think this is why having you on my show is such a great thing because you work with men who are older now, who are kind of farther along in life, who've got maybe a family, career, kids, etc. And so things are different. Biologically, things are different. Psychologically, things are different. So based on all the all the people you've worked with, all the things you see out there, what's the current state of fitness for men all over the world? Like, what have you noticed about this uh, in your coaching practice? So I think the older men get. Uh, the less they care about themselves. Uh, I think there's a lot of help out there for women, uh, especially when they've had children. There's all these mummy boot camps around, um, different things going on. But for, for guys, there's, there's not generally a lot. And I think the guys in general, once they've had children, they sort of push their own health and fitness side because they think they've got to provide for the children. They've got to look after the wife, partner, whatever that may be. And their health always becomes sort of third behind, behind both of those and it's, it's, it's strange um I, I think the same happened to me when i had my first daughter as well that uh, i just went into the cycle of oh, i've got i've got to work 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 to provide but i was just letting my own health and fitness slide and then it soon catches up with you so i, I think in general that guys are just forgetting about themselves uh, with the health and fitness all right and why do you think they're forgetting about themselves is it just because they have all these new responsibilities or something else yeah, I, I, I think it is because of the children, um, because they don't see that themselves are important anymore. Um, but also, may, maybe they're making some excuses there as well. I don't know. <laughs> that it, it could be that. Uh, there could be numerous different reasons for it. Um, but I'd say, I'd say in general, they're just not standing up and telling themselves that they matter. Um, I remember I went through that transformation myself after having kids, right? Like everything else, you know, about me was third, fourth, fifth down the line. First things was kids, family, job, etc. So everything took over uh, besides my health. Now, you know, why do you think that men are failing to stay in shape or get in shape? And, and why is it important to address this issue? So I think a lot of the time, guys are stubborn. So they won't. What, what do you mean by that? Well, that I found in my coaching that it's a lot easier to attract women into your coaching, whereas guys have got this mentality sometimes that they can do it all on their own. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they won't necessarily reach out to a coach and say, I need you to keep me accountable. They'll try it on their own first, and when they don't see the results, maybe they'll look for a coach at some point. But, yeah, in, gen in general terms, women will come to you faster and quicker than guys will. Okay. And why is it important to address this issue of men's health? I think it's important for the guys to realize that they do matter at the end of the day. It's, they've got a family now, they've got kids, they've got a, a wife or fiance or girlfriend, whatever that may be. And, and they do matter. And it's, as you can see, the like, obesity levels, they're always on the rise. Um, I know in the UK, they are anyway, I don't know about you guys, but it's just increasing every single year and all these health problems are cropping up. And it's, it's, it's important to remember that Prevention is always better than cure. Is well, couldn't agree more with you. That's that's so important. Uh, if we can prevent guys from getting out of shape and getting into lifestyle diseases down the line in the first place, then you have a better generation, a healthier generation of people who are able to support the economy, who are able to support their families, be productive, have a great life. Right. Right. Yeah. And this is it. And um, we're also role models for our children as well. So yeah. if if we're going around just being so we say slobs or whatever um kids are just going to start picking up on that especially the little ones up until they're about age seven they're, 
they're like sponges, aren't they? So whatever yeah. they see, they're going to start doing. So it's important to remember we've got to show that good example to our children as well. Absolutely. Now, what are the most common fitness struggles that you see men encounter? I guess it's it's always going to be down to those barriers of time. So time's always a good excuse for guys. Um, they're not prioritizing the health and fitness again. So they'll start to find other things that they can do. So maybe they, they're going down to the pub uh, and having a few beers instead of going to the gym for half an hour, which is going to greatly improve um, the health. Uh, another one I find is the guys just, some some of my guys are just generally not confident of going to the gym. So okay. they won't do anything. So maybe they'll go out running or something like that, something different. But yeah, confidence is always a big one as well with guys. So if, if they don't feel like they want to go into a gym with like all these big hench dudes, then they'll, right. they'll stay from it, yeah. Now, I want to ask you about the confidence bit because when it comes to guys, the the misconception, uh, the stereotypical misconception is that, you know, confidence is not an issue with guys. With women, it's always talked about that, okay, you know, women have a you know body image issue, et cetera. But with guys, they don't talk about it, but it exists, right? That's it again. And this just comes down to that of guys not being able to open up because they, they don't feel safe about it. Um, and we all know the, the mental health stigma that goes around and there's, maybe there's just no safe place for them. So, I mean, that, that's why I created my dad's training. So they'd all be in that sort of similar territory and they could open up and just talk to each other. Because uh, sometimes it is difficult as a man to open up with your feelings. And I think a lot of guys will lie as well about how they're feeling. It's just finding that safe place to talk about it, isn't it, sometimes? And, okay, so that's a very good point you made because... You know, it's it's true. Guys don't have a quote unquote safe space for themselves that, where they can express themselves and be vulnerable and be emotional and all of that. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think with guys specifically that happens? I guess it's just what we're taught, trained and educated to do. It's generally, that's probably how it's been for the past centuries. You know I mean? It's just always been like that. It's, it's always difficult for a guy because... We don't like to talk. <laughs> right. Uh, now, that's one part of it, which is guys don't like to talk. The other part that I found in my practice is, you know, the expectations that's placed, the societal expectations that men are supposed to be a certain way. They're supposed to be stoic and and not show emotion and, and just be that strong rock that people can hang on to for support. But then, you know, when men do break, there's also a lack of support for them right? Society is not geared towards supporting men necessarily. There's a lot of support structure for women when they break and fall down and don't, don't, you know, they fall off track. But for men, it's just, you know, pick yourself up and dust yourself off, which, you know, has its merits, but there's a lot of times men need that extra support, right? Absolutely. Be the man, isn't it? That's what everyone's told, be the man. Um, and then I guess this is why there's so many suicides in the world, because guys just can't, handle it over a period of time if they're having problems over time it's just going to build up build up build up until something up here in the head goes and then i mean all those possibilities open up and yeah there, there is no support um i don't see much that's going around here anyway so yeah it's, it's a big issue it's definitely a big issue in the world um and, and the the irony of it is the mo one of the most common ways to fix that issue is to get men into you know strength training and conditioning getting them into the gym getting their fitness levels up because as soon as that happens that mental shift happens guys is just wired to be 
physical and, and do some kind of physical work, whether it's a small amount, medium or heavy amount. So as soon as you get guys in the gym, I'm sure you've seen it and maybe you could talk about that. You know, what kind of transformations have you seen people make from that mindset of victimhood to, okay, now I am being a man by taking the steps for myself. What, what have you seen? Yeah, so I, I think when any person starts at the gym, that it's, it's going to have a positive effect on, on the mental health. Because uh, we all know about endorphins and when they're released and we get the, the happy hormones. Um, so, yeah, again, strength training, it, it builds a lot of things, resilience, strength, um, all those different things there that empower guys to actually feeling good about themselves. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I've seen some big transformations in people. I've seen people go from being obese, very overweight to athletic looking, and you can see the transformation, but it's it's also important that we, we do look at the emotional side of it as well, because yeah, we, we can all go lift weights, but there are maybe some deeper issues rooted in there that need to be addressed outside of the training. So there's, there's lots of different possibilities again. And okay, so on that note then, what can men do to improve their health and fitness? What are some concrete steps that they can take to do that? I think what guys need to do is really, first of all, get real in where they're at right now, because as guys or general people, we're either thinking in the past or we're thinking in the future. So I always get guys that will come in and they'll start saying, I used to, I used to do this, I used to do that. Uh, and then they'll talk about where they want to be, but they're never actually present in the now of what, where they want to be right now, because we miss out on so much if we're not present. Uh, Good examples are we're not present with our children because we're always thinking about this. We're thinking about what's going on here. So we're missing out on that opportunity there. So if, if guys can get real within the facts of where they are actually right now, then we can open up that gap of wh where we, we could go, what are the possibilities. So, yeah, I think that, that's the most important step. And then it's actually just taking some action on getting up and moving and starting to do something because we know that action breeds results at the end of the day, right? It's, even if it's a slow, steady steps, just building up a little habit here and there, going out for a walk, doing some stretching, starting to go to the gym, those, those habits need to concrete into our mindset. And that's what's going to push us forward. And you also work uh, in your practice along with high-powered executives and CEOs and whatnot. So what is that like compared to working with, say, a, you know, a dad who's working a nine-to-five, you know, average job uh, versus someone who's high-powered, who's got to perform at a high level? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to come down to a different mindset uh, because these executives, these CEOs, whatever, they, they want they want the results, don't they? But it's always going to be more difficult to, if they're not doing anything with health and fitness to get that in because they've got a different schedule. So uh, a busy CEO or an exec, they, they, they've got a full diary from day to day. So it's finding that routine for them to start to get them moving. They want the results, but... Is trying to get that into their life as well so they can see the benefits of it. And, and what kind of benefits can somebody like a CEO or high-power executive see in their life if they incorporate health and fitness? Yeah, so I, I guess the main thing is it's going to be performance-related. So it maybe if they're, they're sat at a desk all day and they haven't got any health and fitness in the last day, they may be missing out on opportunities with sales and growing their business because maybe by 3 o'clock, if their energy isn't up, they're, they're starting to flag uh, sort of mid-afternoon and then they're starting to reach for coffee and sugar and sedating themselves with everything and it's just not working for them so having a healthier body and a healthier mind will drastically improve that definitely and then everything in their life improves right uh, business improves family life improves because they're not so stressed about 
the numbers and when they go home they can't switch off and they can engage with the children so yeah definitely a lot of benefits yeah that stress management part is key because you know especially if you're a hyper executive or you're a dad you've got kids you've got family to take care of after you're working um you know if you don't manage your stress you're not at your best with anybody right you're not performing at your best and your mood is not the best either so uh exercise definitely provides an avenue where they can manage that stress better learn how to go through stressful periods of time because exercise is stress it's managed stress learn how to acclimatize to that stress so that when you're in a stressful situation you're not completely going off on everybody else and and causing a scene absolutely absolutely so i want i want to ask you so let's play a little scenario here so let's say that i'm a dad who's you know unfit and i want to start getting healthier what are some actionable things i can do in terms of exercise coaching nutrition that you could say you know here are the top three or five things that you should be doing yeah i'll say the best thing to you could start doing it is just building up your aerobic system because that, that's the main energy driver of your body isn't it so whether that's just improving your daily steps just to begin just to start building up a good energy source for that aerobic system uh nutrition wise i would say look at your water intake that, that's definitely going to be the number one because i see a lot of people that are dehydrated um and we know that being hydrated improves a lot of performance and energy and helps you to metabolize your food helps you to lose weight burn body fat whatever that may be um and then i'd say a big one is look at your your sleep routine because people aren't getting enough sleep or they're staying up late watching telly or doing all those different things in and they've got disturbed sleep so they're probably a big for it now with father's day just around the corner i'm trying to pull up the so sunday june 20th i think is father's day which is coming up you know relatively quickly any tips for all the dads out there who are you know going to be asked hey what do you want for father's day you know what should they get what's something that they can buy that'll help them in their health and fitness journey I would say get a foam roller. Okay, tell us more about what benefits come with using a foam roller. All right, so foam rolling ideal for um, releasing your muscles off. Okay, so myofascial release, it's called, isn't it? So I, I try to describe it as when you if you if you eat steak, when you cook a steak, you see the outside of the steak searing first. So that's sort of your your fascial tissue around the muscles. So it gets very tight, and if we're not doing an activity it just times up times up times up so foam roller ideal for releasing all the trigger points in your muscles uh, and getting those muscles back to a nice working order awesome and uh what about you what are you trying to do this father's day what kind of plans do you uh, have? i usually just spend some time with my children i will we'll probably get my, my children are very young so just going out for the day i'll probably just take them down the park jump on the zip lines with them uh jump on the slides uh that's it. Just, just like to get out. It's if the weather permits. That, that's the main thing. That's right, and, and you know that really highlights one of the most important benefits of being healthy, which is if you are healthy, you are able to do those activities with your kids and make those memories. Because um, I always tell people, listen, you can always work more when you're 60, 70. You can always run a business. You can always do something for work. So work is not something that you have to worry about. You can always have it for the rest of your life, but you won't have the time to make memories with your family and your friends and your kids when you're later on in life because they'll grow up you'll grow older and it just won't be possible so right now while you're able to while you're between you know 20 and 65 make those memories you know be healthy enough so you can partake in those activities with them because when you are older and you are retired and you are sitting back and thinking about your life like i said you can find work but you can't remake those memories you'll always be able to look back at these memories if you make them now 
So I think that's one of the most key benefits of whether you're an executive or a dad, to make sure you're healthy enough that you can make the life you want right now. Don't wait for it for, you know, the next 10 years. 10 years later, I'll do it. Oh, I'll, I'll spend time with him in 15 years. It's not the same. It's never going to be the same. So do it now. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think I went to the park the other day with my children and I was just looking around and I see so many parents just sat there on their mobile phones not doing it. And the kids are screaming at them to come and play, but they just ignore them. Right. Um, and that, that's precious time. I say you're never going to get back. Never, ever. And that's something that people don't don't think about. You know, social media, for example, our, our cell phones, right? I'll use a smartphone as an example. It's become such a thing. Even my my parents are like sucked into the smartphone thing, even their generation now because of, you know, Facebook and all the ways they connect with each other. And it really has changed the game. Like I thought about it yesterday. I thought, okay, how much interaction am I having with my cell phone? Because I was feeling a little overwhelmed with my social media usage. So I was like, okay, let's analyze. And I realized, well, I'm always touching my cell phone, even when it's in my pocket for the last couple of weeks. So I know right away, okay, it's time to scale back, leave the phone at home, put it in a drawer somewhere. But like you said, you go to the park, you go anywhere outside, you see the kids playing or doing something, asking the parents to come join them, but the parents are on their phone. And that again, it's a lack of control, right? They're, they're kind of slaves to that phone and the internet connectivity. If you start exercising regularly, you start learning discipline and control, right? That benefit of discipline and control will teach you how to be disciplined in other areas of life, like cell phone usage, like internet usage. So you can put down that phone and go spend the time with the kids, or you can put down the phone, go spend time with your significant other. And uh, speaking of significant others, I wanted to ask you, you know, it's an obvious answer, but I want to get your thoughts and feedback on it is what kind of benefits does getting healthier have on your relationship with a significant other? Oh, there's loads. Uh, I guess like energy. Um, if you if you're a guy getting older, then it'll improve, improve your libido, your mojo, whatever you want to call it. Um, just just being more present in a way. You, you you just you got so much more energy throughout the day, and you, you're not you're not falling asleep sitting on the sofa at night time. You just you you just there, aren't you? It's uh, I know some days that if you go to the gym early that you're probably going to be a little bit tired at night time just because you you're in recovery mode, but yeah just, yeah, just generally, I would say energy and libido, mojo are definitely going to improve. Um, testosterone, all those different things. Yeah, it's another one of those things that guys don't talk about a lot, or people don't talk about. Is you know, as guys age, right? The healthier and fitter they are, the better it is for them. The better experience you get as you age. I've seen people who are the same age. Let's say two people, two men of the same age. Um, one is just crippled and sitting on the sofa all day and can barely do anything. And he's accepted his age essentially to be a, a death sentence, right? He's barely able to do anything in life. And the other person, same age, same life circumstances, same kind of lifestyle is walking around, running around, climbing 20 flights of stairs, like just doing everyday things and physically functional because they put the time in earlier in their life to stay healthy and stay fit, whether through sports or training, uh, whatever the, their mode was, they stayed fit. And, and it, you know, it's something that you cannot see until you personally get there. When you get there, you see, oh my God, yeah, I should have been healthier, but then it's too late. So you've got to put the work in now. And if you put the work in now, it's, it's almost guaranteed you're going to have a better lifestyle later on than if you didn't do any of the work. I'll say it's that prevention cure again, isn't it? So it's... <laughs> I got doctor friends who I say all the time, listen, my job is to stop people from getting to you. <laughs> That's my job. Once they get to you, that's your field. You know what to do there, but my job is to stop them getting to you in the first place. That's it. That's it. All right, James. So I really enjoyed this conversation, but I always like to ask my guests one question that kind of, it, it's a critical question that helps them think and come up with an answer that that's not the usual answer you would get. So uh, here's my question for you. There are dads who need to get in shape, 
we know that they're men who need to get in shape, majority of the men, right? However, there's a subpopulation where they're in pretty decent shape. They're pretty okay. They're healthy, give or take. Their lifestyle's pretty all right. So why should somebody like that who has decent health, decent fitness, why should someone like that train? Why is it important for them to stay connected with their fitness training and routines? I think it just boils down to that longevity of the body and life, isn't it? Um, yeah, even if people are fairly fit. Uh, are we going from the angle that they, they do train already or? Uh, maybe moderately training, but you know they're generally healthy. Even people who are not training, generally healthy, lean, lower body fats. Genetically, they're not too concerned about being overweight. Yeah, I guess that as we do get older, our body is slowly starting to break down. So we are losing muscle year upon year if we're not doing any sort of weight training or resistance training. Um, and then posture starts to get affected. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I just base my training all around longevity of the body. Um, if we look after our bodies now, like you said, it, it's going to last us for, for longer. And then we, we can make those memories as we get older. Um, so we're not we're not necessarily walking around like Quasimodo um, when we're 70, yeah. 80 years old. So, yeah, it just it just depends on the person's values, I guess, doesn't it? It's how long they want to be alive and see the families. I can't agree more with that. And uh, longevity is something that men don't tend to think about. We tend to think about short-term gains and this, you know, big lo lots of big muscles and power and all of this. We don't think the long-term gain, which is, hey, when I'm 60, 70 years old, Whatever I do now has to pay off then too. It can't just be a flash in the pan right now. And, uh, you know, I just want to touch on this topic a little bit because I think it's so critical. Men in particular, I've found, um, are susceptible to taking extra supplements like steroids and testosterone and all of that stuff because there's such a push stereotypically for men to be a certain way, to look a certain way, right? The, the big muscular lean dude, um, that tends to be sort of the image that is popularized. And because of that pressure, men tend to go quite a bit more towards steroids and all of those components than women. Women tend to go towards more on the fat loss end of things, the fat loss pills and all that magic potion voodoo. So, you know, why do you think it's important? Again, I bring this topic question up again, because you can attack it from so many angles. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's important to discuss the topic of supplementation and men's health and how to do it correctly for men? Well, I've always had the view on supplements that they should only be used if you're lacking something in your diet. Um, I think with steroids, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge, isn't it? And it all boils down to money at the end of the day and that, that industry there, uh, people making money out of it. Um, we, yep. don't know, we don't know the long-term damage about what's going to happen in the body, do we? I mean, it, it might be okay for few years but you see so many people that pop up and the health just absolutely plummeted uh, all of a sudden because uh, they've done that damage inside the body especially to the liver um and yeah it's it's, it's crazy I, I i think the older we get as well that we need to maybe adjust maybe our, our approach to what health looks like so not necessarily going in on the bodybuilding approach, just more go along the lines of we need to just be strong. Um, yeah. Carry that across into our everyday lives. Um, supplements, I mean, I, I take a few supplements uh, every day. Um, so maybe fish oils, omega-3, uh, vitamin D3, because we do like the sunshine over here. Um, yeah. And some vitamin C. Uh, and that's probably about it, to be honest. Um, and that, that's probably just things that I lack in my diet. Um don't have a lot of oily fish, uh, but I know that having omega-3 is good for my joints. Uh, it's good for my brain function. Um, so, yeah, and then vitamin C is just 
a little bit of energy for me. So yeah, it's just finding those right supplements that maybe people need to go out and get a, a good um, a, a nutritionist or someone to have a look at actually what the gaps are within the nutrition um, and then go from there. Yeah, and I bring up I bring up the topic of supplements because I've been approached by guys who are you know say fighters in their twenties, right? I've got dads who are in their thirties, forties, fifties. I've got young kids who are in their you know mid to late teens. I've got men from all different age spectrums here approaching me and and saying, oh, you know, I want a body like Michael B. Jordan in Creed, and I want a body like so and so, and and they see all of this stuff in the in the internet, and. It's it's hard for me sometimes to explain to them that, listen, all they do all day when they're preparing for a role is eat, sleep, work out, take supplements, i.e. special supplements like steroids and growth hormone and all that stuff. It's an industry standard. You have to, to get into the kind of shape they do in like two months, three months, you are taking some kind of anabolic steroid, some kind of a supplement of that nature. Now, the dangers with that, and I've seen this firsthand with people like fighters. I've been around fighters a lot of my life, right? Competitive fighters. And I've seen them take these kinds of supplements to get in shape, get lean, get musculature, et cetera, and get down, you know, 20, 30 pounds in one week before a fight. I've seen them do that kind of stuff. And now I see them, you know, five, 10, 15 years later, they have liver problems, blood pressure problems, heart problems from, you know, repetitive, incorrect use of these uh, anabolic steroids and supplements. So that's why it's so important because even the young ones now, uh, not just the dads, but, you know, older people, younger people, they're all getting sucked into it. You go to the internet now, you look up jacked grandpa and you see these guys who are clearly in their 70s, 80s, like super shredded and jacked and super muscular. And, you know, older guys might get swayed by that thinking, you know what, if I just start doing what they do, you know, take all these extra supplements, I may be able to look like that, which is true. You may be, but the cost is way too high. The debt, you know, people have died from taking these protocols. And it's, it's scary to me that the industry now is marketing these supplements as a magic potion, as a magic pill, simply because it works. But what's the cost? Even a short trip use has been shown to have much longer negative effects. So it's one of those things that is least talked about because all men want is the result right now. They want to look like this now. They want to get lean. They want to get big. But at the end of the day, you can pay for it with your health. And I think that's too much of a price to pay. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the way the world's going, isn't it? We're, we're, people are just getting so lazy with everything. That it's I just want it now. Um, and they're not prepared to put in that work anymore uh, because they've got the shiny object over here and they're reaching for that because they know they can get it quicker. Um, but again, what is the cost? What is the cost to your family, your business or your work and all those different things in your life? Is it worth it? And pros and cons. Uh, there's probably more cons than pros to it, isn't there? So. Absolutely. James, uh, thank you for joining us on the show today. This has been a great conversation. I, I can't wait uh, for my audience to hear this and hopefully take away some of the important points that we talked about. And before we go, I'd like you to share with the audience, where can they find you? Yeah, so i say the best place if you want to have a look what I'm doing is go to my website, uh, uh, www.jdbsc.co.uk. Uh, pretty much everything I do is on there, so all my social media links. Awesome. Fantastic, James. Thank you so much for joining us today. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you all of you who are listening and tuning in for joining us today on this conversation. I think it's a very important conversation to have, especially with Father's Day around the bend. I think it's important that we raise awareness about men's health, men's fitness, issues that affect men, and help the men that are out there improve their situation, improve their life. And if it means we can make a difference in one person's life, then that's good enough for me. All right, guys, until I see you next time, take care of yourself, stay strong, be kind to one another, and I'll see you then.